for my those morning intentions, I'm saying, what do I need? Because I know what everything else needs from me, but what can I give myself before I even start my day? It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world inside a podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, my passion maker. This is Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to episode number 157 of the Inspiration Plays podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we're talking all about embracing your passions and balancing it with the rest of your life. So in this episode, you'll discover why it's possible to make time for your family, your art, and market your art. Tips and tools and strategies for staying organized and getting it all done, as well as allowing yourself some grace when you don't, and why taking time to set your intention for the day will help you focus and connect to what matters most. Today's guest is an artist, speaker, and podcaster who uses art to tell stories about growing up among gravel roads, cornfields, and early life surrounded by open spaces. She embraces many loves that have given her a sweet mashup of family, art, and travel, connecting with women and sharing that each of us has been creatively made is one of her passions. Please welcome to the Inspiration Place, Jean Oliver. Well, hey, Jean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, it's so exciting for me to meet you. So you actually are kind of part of my origin story. Many years ago, when I was selling my art on Etsy, someone reached out to me and said, do you offer online classes? I was like, what is that? <laughs> no idea. I was like, oh, what is that? Who's teaching that? I don't think I told the person like, what is that? I think I just said, who's teaching online classes? And right. she said, Christy Tomlinson. Yes. So I went and as a good marketer's should do, you buy from your competition. I went and had <laughs> to do, and I bought a class. I forget which one it was because I think I've bought a few of hers. You were in the class she taught. And then I went and checked out your creatively made business, which you still have today. I know you shared before you hit record that you've completely redone the class. Yes. But... I mean, I'm still using some things that you taught back then. So why don't we start there? Oh, I'd love that. And I love that you brought up Christy Tomlinson. I just did a workshop this past weekend. I brought her name up. I mean, she was really one of the first doing those things in my life back then. And so, of course, she would be somebody in your life, too, that was kind of leading the ways probably in our peer group. And she is not even doing that anymore. But look at what she did to help you get started and what she did to help me get started. Pretty sure you were on the site too. When I first was looking at platforms, I was like, so what should I use? And I put a survey out and said, well, it's either Kajabi or Ning. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I picked Ning. Well, but I chose Kajabi. Oh, you did? I thought you were on Ning also. I what? I started on Kajabi. Then I went to Ning because Kajabi was really ugly in the beginning. And then Ning was a million times better. But now Kajabi's cool. 
Now Kajabi, a lot of people are hosting on Kajabi. So Kajabi really stepped up. But in the beginning, it was just really plain and not really at the time made for like the visuals that creatives love. I agree with that because one of the reasons I picked Ning at that time was I was asking students who took online art classes, which platform do you prefer to use. Right. They said Ning. They didn't like Kajabi. Right. I actually am on Kajabi now because it's easier. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and, I, and Ning, I think, went out of business at one point or it just became so difficult for someone who's creating online classes. It was really hard to use. Yeah. And I remember begging Ning. They said we were one of their biggest clients and we're like, we're going to have to leave because we can't customize anything. Can we, you please work with us? I don't think we really intended to go build our own platform and have our own servers. And we would have loved for that to happen. So I'm so happy that Kajabi's actually doing such a great job. You're not on them at all, right? You're like, no, you built your anymore. own thing. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not on Kajabi either. You built like your no. own plugin yes. or something, something, something yes. with WordPress. Okay. Yes. yes. Here's the other little coincident thing. So when I took- I'm your, loving this. This is fun. <laughs> you had no idea there was like this fangirl <laughs> out here. One of the things that I remember learning from the creatively made business class, for people who don't know you, by the way, and this isn't clear from your bio, Jean is a mom of, I want to say- Four of four kids? Three three kids. Three kids. Yep. You homeschool? I did. This will be the first year that we're going into not. My oldest is going into a senior year of college. Our daughter's going into her freshman year of college. And our son is going into his freshman year of high school. But I did. And when I found you, this was when you were in the thick of things. Yes. So I want to say, what, do you remember the year you started your Ning site? That would be the same year I found you. Yeah, it would have been after 2010 for sure. I think I first online class, I probably taught for Christy before that, maybe 2012 is when I, my, I did my first class on my own site. Which sounds like it's not that long ago, but online is mm-hmm. dog years. Yeah. Oh, it's changed so much. <laughs> back then, back in 2013, you, <laughs> and when you had little kids and so did I, yeah. and yeah. it was like, you know, how, how to get it all done. And you were like, the way to do it is the planner pad. Oh, yes. Do you still use it? I do. Me too. Do you? I do. Like I always have to say, like it is the non-sexy planner that literally does the job. But meanwhile, I put all kinds of stickers on it thanks to Christy. Like I get her. Nice. I've doodadded the whole thing up like every every week. So it has like the washi tape, the the heart sticker. You're just showing off now. You're just showing off. Mine's just plain and ugly. But it is so helpful because I don't need something like so many other planners just don't have that area to brain dump and then figure out how you're going to get it done. So people always ask, like, how do you do all those things? And it's because I make a plan for it. And I figure out what day am I going to get it done. And I, I show up on days that I don't feel like showing up sometimes, right? And I'm sure you too, that you show up and you do those things and it moves you forward. Those little acts of consistency, that's why I tell everybody, I'm not the best teacher, the best businesswoman, the best artist. It's showing up in little ways consistently. Just it's powerful. And honoring those commitments, there's something so powerful about putting it in writing yeah. That's why they always want you to write down what you eat if you're on a diet. There's right, something right. they always say even to plan ahead with weight mm-hmm. loss, like to write plan ahead of time, because then you're not relying on your brain to make those decisions in the moment. And right. it's so true with your time, not just about 
managing, okay, this is the time I have to work, but what's happening during that hour, like deciding ahead of time, that is the most powerful part. Absolutely. And I just read something the other day that said we're 42% more likely to do something if we write it down. Just by writing something down, we're 42% more likely to do it. And I think for me, the reason I need to write out my days like that, the reason I need to be so clear about what I do and when I do it is so then I also honor my stopping time each day. I can honor my weekends, but it makes sure that my actions are aligned with what I say I actually want. We're all big talkers, right? We're all, we can all say that we want to be a better artist or hike more or we want to eat better or move, you know, whatever our thing is. But when we plan it, we're actually saying, I mean it. Yeah. I'm not just saying that I want this in my life. I'm holding myself accountable that if I don't plan it out and if I don't make sure my actions are aligned with what I say, most likely if I'm reacting day to day, what's coming at me, if that's what my business got from me, ugh. if that's what my family got from me, you know, if that's what my art got from me, if I'm just reacting all the time, I'm not going to get very far in any of them. By the way, my son, my 21 year old loves the planner pad too. So he's been using it for the past few years in college. He's decided this is the only thing that works for him is like yeah. planning everything out and, and he takes it to the nth level. I mean, it's not just his schoolwork. It's his like his nutrition, his, it's me it, you too. Know, his weight, everything, everything in there, everything. My mom very kindly let me know that I wasn't calling enough and she was having a hard time connecting with me. So. She's in my planner pad on every Monday morning, like Mondays with mom, you know, like the things that matter, they're there all across the board because I want to be intentional where I can. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I have to schedule an appointment with myself to call my mother as well. She's been like trying to get in touch with me and she always calls during like... We promise moms we're going to do better. We promise. (laughs) But she always calls when the middle of a podcast interview is like, I'm sorry. And then... Yeah, the rest, she's not in the plan. Oh, well, I'll put her in. <laughs> you're a mom, you're an artist, you run yes. an online art class site, yes. you decorate. I was thinking about you yesterday, wishing I had some of your skills. So the magazine where women create, we did a yes. photo shoot for them. And Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But it was like, I had this like, impostery syndrome thing going on like well it does it's not like is i don't have these tablescapes with the candles and the inspirational emphema like i don't have that it's <laughs> no you've got something better you've got what's you and unique and that's actually the best it's fine like and my- that's gonna come through in your article and in your photographs and everything you know it'll be fine like i cleaned it up what I thought was cleaned up but the photographer kept saying can we move this stuff out of here I was like like, what I don't even see it what are you talking about see you're like you're Frankenthaler man just go with it you know Twombly wasn't cleaning up his studio if you go to Gene's website GeneOliver.com, you will find 10 tips for making more peace and space in your life so a lot of what we're talking about today you can go to her website and grab that But the Mm. first thing that she talks about, which I love, is about setting your intention for the day. Can you Mm -hmm. talk about how you do that both practically and, and what that's done for you? One of the things is, you know, if I have my phone with me first thing in the morning and that's what I'm picking up first, that's kind of setting my intentions. Maybe 
it's putting me off track. Maybe I'm reading something that is upsetting, or maybe I'm seeing something that I feel like I, I need to jump out of bed and go handle that. So if I start my day like that, so I'm not having my phone with me. And so when I say clear intentions for the day is just like, what? Like, what really needs me today? Now, yes, I have my awesome planner pad, but I also need to have the mindset of like, okay, my friend Alexis says this. She says before she gets out of bed, she goes, put me in coach. She's just saying to God, like, hey, put me in. Where do I need to be in my life? And I think that's an awesome thing, no matter what you believe, before you get out of bed, of be like, like, put me in. I want to be in in the best parts. I want to be present with my kids. I want to like, you know, be present in my marriage. I want to, if you're married, you know, like what does my art need from me today? And what, what do I need to do in the midst of all these beautiful commitments that I have to take care of myself? And so to have that mindset that you're not going to get distracted, that you're not going to go off the rails and to give yourself the grace that everything doesn't matter equally. It just doesn't. And other people's stuff coming into your life all day long, like you don't have to pick it up. We can say no to those things. And for me, part of that is I know that I need to, when I get up, to have coffee and tea with my family. I'd like to have quiet time where I'm just doing some reading or morning pages or something in the morning. And then I need to move. Those are, if I had to say like three things that I just really have to do before I start working, because if I don't do those things, it's really easy just to hit the ground running and go into emails and all these other things that kind of don't ground me. They don't make me the best me. They don't support family and like a life that I want. There's no room there for creativity when the first thing I do waking up is answering people's questions and not just honoring first what's the most important to me. So protecting what matters. And for each of us, that's going to be different. But for me, right now in the stage I'm in, it's connecting with my family in the morning, just sitting and coffee and tea and talking. For me, honoring myself and doing morning pages and that quiet time in the morning. And then for me to move. And so I just walk a couple of miles with my husband each morning because I know by the end of the day, I'm not going to do it. Then I can come back. Then everything's going to be waiting for me. Jean, when you set your intention for the day, is that something that you do just as part of the morning pages? Or do you have some sort of meditation that you do? Or do you actually do in a journal, I intend today to how does that look for you on a, on a practical level? Well, and for me, when I'm saying like those morning daily intentions, I already feel like I have things planned out like in my planner, and I know what needs me that day. But what do I need? For my those morning intentions, I'm saying, what do I need? Because I know what everything else needs from me, but what can I give myself before I even start my day? It's a very repeated thing every day. And for anybody listening, I get off track too. I forget. I jump out of bed. I feel like I have to get things going sooner than I need to. And it doesn't take long for me to feel what it feels like that I didn't even give myself what I needed first, which was time with my family, time to connect with myself and thoughts and quiet time and morning pages, and then to move. Like what that does for me, it's the one time of the day that I can say it's non-negotiable. And I love that you pointed out that what we're presenting here right now is our ideal. It's ideal. Yes. I get off track all the time. We all do, but then we know what we need to do to get back on track. And that's what we're telling you right now is like when we are our best showing up as our best selves, this is what it looks like. 
for me, what I like to do is I will on Sunday, I like to look at my, so by the way, Jean's nodding her head vigorously on (laughs) Sunday. I look at my Google calendar and I like to plug in my entire week, do like a big picture. And that's when I fill everything out in my planners on Sunday. The other thing that I Mm -hmm. like to do is so in my doodadded up planner version of my planner pad, I have a section <laughs> where I actually like to set three goals for the week. And those are the three things I really want to get done no matter what for the week. And and I usually make those business related, my three goals. I have other places in my planner where I might talk about my family. And that has changed over time now that my kids are so much, they're so independent. So mm-hmm. they're not as dependent on me day to day. So you won't see the same things in my planner now that you might have six years ago where I had to really do things for my kids. Now they do things for themselves. So right. I just have to be here to love them. So I plan out the week. But the other thing that I like to do is, and again, this is when I am showing up as my best self and doing the ideal, is mm-hmm. I like to choose a word for the day that sets my intention. I, I do a word for the year. Do you do a word for the year, Jean? I don't. I know that so many other people do, but you know, I definitely have goals for myself creatively and I have those in the forefront, but I, I don't usually have a one word that's linked with that. But I love that people do that. And I love that there's so many different ways that we can motivate ourselves to really aspire towards those beautiful parts of who we are and that we want to work towards. I enjoy setting the word for the year, but what I always found more powerful is really the the word for the day. And it's I don't really think of it as a word for the day. What I do in the morning when I'm setting my intention, I will choose the way I want to feel. I do it almost like going into your closet. I open the closet door and it's like, here are all the feelings. Which feeling do I want to put on for the day? How do I need to feel for the day in order to do my best work? Often that word is confident, but other times it might be determined or it might be a a different feeling. So that is what my version of setting an intention looks like. I love that. And I don't do that ritual every day, but I have found My best days are when I have done that exercise. Yeah, I believe that. By the way, I wanted to make sure you knew that as we're recording this in 2021, the Artist Incubator has one spot in the mastermind. How do you know if this is for you? Well, if you already have a website, but you're struggling to master the art of sales and marketing because you're lacking a solid strategy or a winning mindset... Let's fix that. To see if you qualify, go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as an B-I-Z to apply now. Now back to the show. So let's go back to some of these amazing tips. We've kind of brushed upon it or you brushed upon it a little bit, but I feel it's important to dig into it more. And that is the phone. Mm-hmm. One of the best and worst things I ever did was I... I don't know if it's an app, but I was able to see how many hours I was on my phone each day. And it is mortifying. It's awful. It's just awful. And I've read that we pick up our phone 37 times in an hour. And every time we put it down, it can take us 10 to 13 minutes to get back on track. So if we are truly picking up our phone that often, and see, that's just a number that no one has to say, oh, then I'm normal. It's really that we can say, I don't want that for me. 
you know, it's a choice. And so it means not having my phone with me when I'm doing things and keeping it inside or leaving it in the car or whatever to do is that we all have beautiful things we want to do, like with our families and with our friends and for ourselves and our creativity and our businesses. It would be the saddest if we think we can't accomplish what other people are accomplishing and not realizing that we're just distracted. So I think so many people are giving themselves a really hard time. Like, I can't believe I can't pull this off or why can't I do this? But just not realizing we are really distracted by so many things. And can we choose to not be as distracted? You know, I need my phone, right? We need it. Definitely need to be able to reach my kids. They're still here at home and some of them. And I definitely use it for Instagram and Facebook and things like that. But it is not my business. It's not my priority. So for me, seeing how many hours I was on my phone really was very upsetting. And so that is just the biggest part for me to try to be intentional and then helping my kids be intentional and trying to not let it be the last thing I look at before I go to bed and not be the first thing I pick up in the morning. And I don't want anybody listening to this to think that I just don't ever do that because there are seasons where I don't know about everybody listening, but the more tired I get, the more overwhelmed or the more the bigger projects, that's usually when I get off track and that's when I actually need to be most on track. So when I am the most tired, that's when I scroll Instagram. Mm. When I'm the most overwhelmed. Instead of the glass of wine, it's the scroll. Yeah. I'm saying this as somebody who does it, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and, and, and instead of just sitting outside in the sun and putting my feet to the grass, like, it's okay to be quiet and still and not be doing without being, being on social media and not kind of brainlessly scrolling. And, but it's impacting so many things about us too. And so for me, it's just, I don't want to go. That is something I don't want to go to bed with and I don't want to wake up with it. And I don't want my kids to thinking that when I'm with them, I'm not present and I'm looking at my phone. When I'm in the studio, I want to be so engaged with what I'm doing that I forget I have a phone. I don't want my phone to always be there. These are habits that I try to implement and sometimes I do great and sometimes I fail, but I know that being on my phone is not ever, ever helping me become a better artist, like in the ways that I really want to be a better artist. Because the only way I'm going to be a better artist is if I put those things down and I show up and I paint. Yeah. I love that you said that. One thing I do is I call it intermittent fasting with my phone. Around the time when they introduced that, hey, did you realize you're spending four hours a day on your phone? Like, which was yeah. a horrifying yeah. number. I also saw that you can turn apps off and only, so I set my phone up so that certain apps only turn on at one o'clock, but texting, because that's how my family gets in touch with me, right. was still available. Because I'm sure there are other people who are, caregivers, whether it's for their aging parents or for their children, who do feel the need to be tethered to that mm. communication, that you can still have your phone, but have everything else turned off. And then I don't have what I call endless right. apps on my phone. The only one I kept on is Instagram, but like Facebook, I only do on my desktop I don't have Twitter on my phone. I've had a relationship with YouTube, which I'm trying to break up with again. I think with the, the with the gymnastics, it's crept back in, and that's been my excuse. 
Let's see what they're doing on the mat. I do better when those things aren't in. So things that have an ending are on, but even email, it's off except for certain hours. So I can override these things, but then I have to do that with intention because it's not just open all the time. I love though you have the choice, but I love that you're making choices. And I think sometimes we forget we have the choice to put something down or leave it in another room to put limits on yourself. I think that's so healthy. And then it makes you feel like you're taking control of it. Jean, one thing that you've pointed out that is so important is about not allowing places to suck our creativity that we don't really want to be draining us. So we're saving our best creativity for where we want it to go. Just like in the morning, we talked about those intentions. Those are great. But then when I'm done, if I go right into emails and laundry and all of the other things, what I was realizing is I was saving my big thing. So for each of us, it's different. But my big thing, it's brainstorming. It's writing sometimes, definitely making art, creating online content or courses. If I'm doing emails and laundry and all of those things in the morning, which are my best time, I'm the quickest, I have the best ideas, you know, that is my best creative time in the whole day. And what I was finding is I was saving my big thing. The thing that gives us our business, that gives us everything, I was saving it to when I was tired and everything else was done. So I was almost like a kid Oh, you can do that art once all your chores are done. You know, you can do this thing because even me, after all these years, can still associate creating and that exploration and that playing within my own art as being something that comes after everything else is done. I was like, that's such a lie. That's such a lie and a mindset that I don't want to stick with anymore. And so I want to give my creating the best time of my day. So for me, the best time of the day is really between nine and noon. And it doesn't mean that every day I'm able to spend three hours like just painting or just writing or just doing these things. But it's me saying, okay, the best time of the day, I'm giving it between nine and 10. And then I have other projects that I need to do. First of all, it's telling myself, this is your big thing and this is why you have a business. Second, it's showing my family that this is a priority and this is without me getting this time, like I don't grow as an artist. And then it also is a reminder, guess what I can do really well tired at two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon, emails, laundry, right? Like some of those other things that we think has to be done first before we do that big thing in each of us. And so whatever, maybe you're night owls, maybe, you know, maybe you're an early morning person, but whenever your best time of the day is, honor that time, if possible, to connect with your creativity, because I think you're just going to see it grow. I think so many of us, like, again, do our actions align with how we say we want our life to look and feel? Are our actions aligned For me, are my actions aligned with wanting to be a better artist? Am I showing up in the studio, even if I only have 15 minutes, if I only have 30 minutes? Because that's real. We can think that, you know, you have to spend hours in the studio. And sometimes running a business, I don't have hours. But am I still saying, hey, your creativity deserves the best time of your day? I love that. And it's very much in alignment with what I practice as well. So 
when art making was the biggest focus of my creativity, I found I really only had 90 minutes of mm -hmm. it's not even time, it's energy. So yes. a lot of people think if they only had more time, they could get more things done. And it's not true because you don't have more energy. So right. my best energy for painting, if I was to do a painting session, I would run out of that creative steam after about 90 minutes. Now that I'm writing a book, so I'm, I'm writing a book on how to make it as an artist for HarperCollins. I found, thank you, I found I had to schedule that time as well between seven yes. and nine because otherwise other things were going to pull me away. Right. And when I right. did it first thing in the morning, I knew no matter what was coming at me, I had the rest of the day to get back to those other things. Yes. And my book right now deserves that time. Plus I'm under a deadline with a publisher, you know, like, but it's your prioritizing. It is. I can't like go to the publisher at December. I'm sorry. Right. I didn't make time for this. I did. The book well, didn't happen. It has to happen. And I'm sure from seven to nine, what you're writing, you look back later and you're like, wow. That's good. And so many times people are trying to fit the big thing in their tired hours and they're just yes. struggling. Yes. And it's, so it's not the time. It's the intention that you show up with. And do you have the energy to even show up? And I just was finding that two, three, four in the afternoon, I just didn't have the brain focus anymore. And so something that maybe I could have done in 30 minutes, I wasn't doing it well in an hour. Right. And I'm fine with the focus time. It's the same now with the writing as it was with art making. I really only have a 90 minute sprint in me of energy. Yeah. So if I don't get there at seven, at seven thirty, yeah. that's fine too. Sometimes it doesn't feel like in the moment that it's your best work. And what I have to say to myself each time, and this was also true when I was making art all the time, that was my primary focus. It was ass and chair. Yep. Because it's never your best. No, it doesn't feel in the moment as it is. Like when I'm writing, I'm like, okay, ugly words on the page. That's what I say to myself. <laughs> Ass and chair, ugly words, yep. put it on yep. the page, edit I'm it showing later. Up. I'm showing up. And I'm showing up in the best times of the day for my creativity. I'm the best that I can be. You have to give yourself some grace of what comes out of you. Because yeah. maybe it's, you're there for the, a million different reasons than great art. We gotta, you know, we all know we need to make bad art to make good art, but it's saying this is a priority and I'm giving the best time of the day to this, no matter what comes. Yes. I think it's so interesting what you were saying before that the way you were, it was like the evil stepmother from Cinderella. Mm -hmm. It was like you were like your art business was Cinderella in that story. Yeah. And you were yeah. saying, no, can't go to the ball till you, yeah. till you scrub yeah. the floors. Yeah. And especially for creatives, right? Like, especially for creatives, it might be a mindset that is stuck in lots of us that something that feels like play, something that feels so joyful, something that feels so fun you know, we're just the luckiest in the world that this is what we get to do. But I would think it would feel the same if you're a scientist and if you're an experimenter or people I know that are landscapers. But there's something very different with a mindset when it really comes, especially to fine art, that it can be like that, that comes after. That comes after everything else is done. It's a reward. And it's not. No, I think a lot of women have conditioned themselves over time to put themselves on the back burner and everybody else in their life is more important. And it's a bad habit that we have to break that yeah. we don't have to keep putting ourselves on the back burner. 
Yeah. Move that creativity to the front because when you show up as your most joyful self, you will parent better. You will care for other people in your life better. If you're not a parent, if you're just a caregiver, you will give other people your best self when you treat yourself well. Because we are atmosphere changers in our homes and in our lives and our families and our business. And if you're having those morning intentions, and if you are giving your creativity the best time of the day, think of the impact that has when you're taking care of yourself first before you take care of everyone else. Yeah, that's just mighty. All right. So this is a great place to wrap up. I want to remind everyone, if what Jean said today resonates with you, make sure you check out creativelymadebusiness.com, allowing you to build a creative business on your terms that fits in with your life. We've included links to all these places in the show notes at shulmanart.com forward slash 157. And don't forget, if you like this episode, you have to check out the Artist Incubator Mastermind. It's my private group coaching experience for professional artists who might be disappointed with their current art sales and looking to master the art of sales and marketing. To see if you qualify, go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz biz as in B-I-Z. All right, Eugene, do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete? Well, first, I've just loved our conversation. It's been so fun. I just think it just comes back to our actions aligned with what we say we want our life or our business or, you know, our art. Like, are we choosing things each day? And I think our conversation is over and over. Are we do have choices And are you taking care of yourself, honoring our creativity and giving our creativity the place it deserves in our day-to-day life? I love that. Thank you everyone for being with me here. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app. If you're feeling extra generous, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps other artists find the show. And if you pop your Instagram handle at the end of the review, I'll even give you a shout out over on my IG stories. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being with me here. I'll see you the same time, same place next week. Stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com. 